Welcome to the Ontario Outdoor Pursuit Podcast. This Ontario-generated podcast is here to talk outdoor living, fishing, and hunting. Give all kinds of geeky tech talks and hunting tips with things that have worked for us. We all have a story to tell, and here's ours. Okay, brother. What's going on, buddy? It's been a while. Is mine picking up here? It should be good. Yeah, it's definitely been a while. It's been, I've uh, done hardly anything this summer. We're both going through the same. Well, I'm I'm done with my house now, but yours is uh, <laughs> yours is not done. Yours is full, far from done. Full tilt. <laughs> <laughs> and it uh, it lacks, but it it's needed. It makes the wife happy. It makes the family happy. It looks good. Like your house is looking fantastic. Oh yeah. Castle Rednecks turn into something else. <laughs> <laughs> Castle Rednecks. It's um, it's it's a lot of work when you're doing it by yourself. So you're getting, you know, you just got all the siding windows done, but you're doing everything inside yourself. Yeah. Pretty well. Everything. Everything. But you save a few bucks, and I don't know, it's more rewarding. Like money. anything, it's rewarding. Yeah, saving lots of money. Oh yeah. Whatever. All the everybody in the hunting community, all us dumb tradesmen. Yeah. Keep carrying on. Pull. Pull favors, favor, favor, favor from all your buddies that do all different trades. Beautiful thing. Yeah. Anyways. It works out good for us. Yeah. But it does take away from hunting, fishing. Been on the boat three times this summer. Haven't been to Lake O. It's a hard argument for me. I don't have three kids. You got a house of four ladies. Yeah. And yourself and two dogs. Yeah. And zero, zero times on the boat this year. Yeah. Haven't been to Lake O. Haven't. Haven't felt that salmon scream. <laughs> Socky. But a couple walleye. Yeah, I've been out for a couple walter runs, but nothing serious. Nothing where it's, you know what I mean? Like, like I said, I was just telling you last time, the steering cable broke and yeah. threw us both out the boat. That was a short trip. But She's fixed up, ready to go now. Fixed up, ready to go. Thinking about maybe going Friday night to see if I got that. See what's up in yeah, it's too bad we couldn't make it happen, what, last weekend, two weekends ago? Yeah, just, that just, everything just... Chews up all the time, just, for sure. Is what it is, so, gotta get the con- hopefully this weekend I can get the floor leveled downstairs. I can start framing my walls. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the key, but, anyways, it's enough about renovation talks. Well, I've just been on the, the hiatus of not wanting to be on social media, if I'm being totally honest with you, and... Everyone else. All the listeners. Kind of just needed a break, like a, a bit of a refresh. Just, it, I love it. I love doing it. I like that, you know, all the contacts we get to build, all the cool things, like the, the show there that we went to in the spring. That was a blast. That was a blast. And I was pumped up for turkeys, and then I just kind of got into a lull of, like, I just, I really want to take a break and step away. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I, just, I think you need to. I don't really want to do that any yet, but uh, I mean, it's a little tougher doing everything by yourself. Cleaner took a step back there. Yeah, he's got things going on in his in his life, so that's cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, with this, just overwhelmed with all the stuff going on at the house right now. Got no time. Oh yeah. So anybody who follows me and is listening to this, apologize for that. Trying to post up as much cool stuff I got. That's okay. They're not worried. Yeah, <laughs> they're not. It's probably all blurry and looks like it was recorded on a flip phone anyways. You know what, man? It's like <laughs> it, as soon as – well, you can kind of see it now, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you got, we were just going over some trail camera photos there. But, like, 
you're out a little bit. You got some minerals out. Like, yep. you know, when October comes around as September, like it picks up like the stories, we're all on the stories, yeah. everyone's sharing everything. It's like, everyone's just kind of back in the zone, but I don't know. This is just this, this time of year. It happens every year. Yeah. Velvet season, velvet season. Hopefully I can, that fellow I just showed you there, mm-hmm. it just showed up 40 minutes ago on my mineral site. Yeah. That's great. I'm hoping to go get him on, uh, on the phone scope with the, with the, uh, the old Vortex Viper spot, yeah. spot and scope there. So it's definitely, i got to go to Alberta late September over opening day of archery deer season in Ontario, terrible. which is terrible. I'll, I'll send you p- pictures yeah. of me sitting on Get the additional tag. I'll, I'll probably go where he is. I mean, yeah. why wouldn't you at this point? <laughs> you never know. No. But it's just. Uh, yeah, I need to go to, what is it, 86? 86. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm going. Yeah, just go set up right in the same spot. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. They'll be right there. The bar was set too high last year. <laughs> I don't know how the hell That's, I'm going to do it Every time I go there the first time, there's five or six of the buggers walking across. It was across. for you and Wilson, wasn't it? Uh, No, not Wilson. Wilson's the bad luck charm. You don't see nothing. Oh. That guy. Yeah. We were out there. It was just deer. Another one over the hill. Oh. Another one over the hill. Like, another one. Like, Matty Dale and I go there. Eight bucks come over the hill and just, just all in a herd. He shot one out of the ground blind. And that was the third time I had been there and seen that same bachelor group of bucks. He shot his on the 5th or 6th of October. I bet there would be some good eye candy in there this year. Yeah, i got to get a Sally in there is what yeah, i got to get. Really it, it, it is a It is a tour from my place, and it's one heck of a walk. But from pictures I've seen of that, those bushes, like, the that's got – it's got everything. Yeah. It's sweet. Like, where those, like, kind of hollow trees are, like, where yeah, all those, just, there's, that's there's a, a cool spot. Big dead – standard dead pines, like – Yeah. Like, um, I guess what would you call it? Forestry planting, like I, I would they're, imagine they're, so, they're yeah, planted. They're, 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 they were planted. They've been planted by by man, but yeah. three quarters of them are dead. Like, oh, it, it's it's incredible. There's there's a few quad trails and there's a river down in the bottom and it does nothing. As soon as you leave the field, it just keeps going down. Mm-hmm. It's just a steady slope down. The beds in there is unreal, man. Like when uh, who shot that one and winged that one and a cleaner did that one year. Got it on film when he hit that doe in the armpit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we actually came across another guy bow hunting. That deer walked up like eight yards from him, and he never stuck an arrow in it. Thing just leaking like a sieve. Really? And he's like, oh, I'm waiting for a big buck. I'm just like, deer rolls up to you, buddy, bleeding. Like, a, like you could, he said he visibly could see that both her front legs was just soaked in blood. Like, why wouldn't you take him? And just pump that thing. And yeah, then, you know the guys looking for that thing are gonna come up and say like, "Here's my tag." Like he he, we, he didn't realize you know? that we were right behind it. Like and yeah. Wilson and I come out like not four minutes after that deer was right in front of him. Like I had bumped that deer and seen that deer and was drawn back on that deer like eight times that day. Thank God for the snow, but then it just got to a spot where the snow wasn't, and that's where we lost it because the blood was pretty minuscule at that point. But yeah, I kind of gave him a piece of my mind for that he's like what he's like you're kind of trespassing are you i'm just like man i got i see the deer laying there like we'll talk about regs on on another matter here in a bit but i think one of the things that needs to change is the regs and and sure i can understand i guess if you're the property owner but ethically from a from a point of ethics a hunter should have the right to go and continue to not pursue i guess is that not the right word because you, you don't recover. want to be going off hunting, you but you need to recover that animal. Like that is, that should be your right to do so. Not if this guy tells you to get off, you get off and wait. So 
I, I don't know. To me, I think that's a crock of shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you should have. But I, I can do. I can see it from both sides, really. I do, but see, the other thing is, we got privacy policies and privacy laws in Ontario here, where you go anywhere else, like you go down in the states, you even go to Alberta, Alberta, BC, like my buddy Chatty was telling me, like you get a you get a map for your municipality, and it shows you property lines and it has the guy's name and his phone number. Because here, everything's like a forbidden secret. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. All, like all of a sudden, like, so, Chad, would be, like, driving down the road, and you see a bunch of coyotes out in the field chewing on him. He's, he said the one bait, the one thing was that some guy's donkey froze to death or something like that out there in the pasture. And he's like, they shot, like, 15 coyotes off it within a week. Like, they just kept driving by right at last light, and there'd be dogs on it. They run out of the fence post. But they called the guy because they had the map, and it said... Here is, you know, Juan Pablo owns this land. Yeah. Here's Juan's number. Give Juan a call. <laughs> like, hey, yeah. Juan, I'm going to kill these dogs, eh? He's like, yeah, go for it. Good to go. Like, yeah. it's... I don't know. That that would just make sense. But here it's... There's, there's yeah, so much lack of... I mean, everybody, we, we all have millions of pounds of gold in our forests, apparently. But, yeah. I mean... Like I said, I everything's a forbidden secret yeah, here. It's all... Why would you not show... I mean, look at Onyx Maps. Terrible. Onyx Maps, they show outlines of every property every public land yeah we have a few hunting apps hunt stand only certain that's municipalities right exactly the property lines but it doesn't tell you who owns why it. does every municipality not do that exactly it should be it when they do there's uh what is it called the census yeah for yeah. A population and who owns it that should be updated and it should be public record who owns that dirt? Well, they don't do that either because look at the population sign of London. It sat at 383 for the past 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, I think not. Yeah, she, she's got to be a million. Uh, well, I think they just changed it now. We were having this conversation with a couple the other day that came over. They said it had changed. I think uh, – I got the text. I think it says 427 London is now. Oh, so you mean in the last 20 years it's gone up like 85,000? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think 85,000. I think we're – you know, around 600,000 is probably more legit. Yeah, 100% because guaranteed in the last – eight years there's been eighty five thousand new homes built in that city so, i know because i put the sewers in the ground yeah, for a lot of them that's right you know what i mean like it's astronomical the amount of the amount of buildings are stabbing up in that place so uh and surrounding area off topic off topic but on that note i just want to when when you guys are putting in those sewer water mains do you guys put those in like is everything sized for potential like for future like always futures is it always future yeah it's so everything is oversized. I wouldn't really call it oversized. Like you're never like, so for instance, you you go to like uh, you go to sanitary to a sanitary sewer. You know what I mean? Nine times out of ten, anything that's going leading down to the main streets like Highbury, Warncliffe, Wonderland, Southdale, Wellington, like all those main roads in the city, they have big trunk sewers. And everything basically feeding out would be like anywhere from an 8 to a 12 inch. You know what I mean? For sanitary stuff. Storm, mm-hmm. I've put storm pipe in the ground that I could easily drive my four-wheeler through oh, and nice. have fun Yeah, doing it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've put that big a pipe in the ground, concrete pipe. Like so, but in plumbing, like we, you can do a load calculation, right? So for a house, you can do a load calculation based on how many fixtures you have for, you know, how many people... How much stuff is going out of the house will determine yep. your pipe size. Yep. 
do you guys have something like that for a whole subdivision? Like our size is always obviously oversized. Yeah. So basically, basically it's just, it all, all depends on how much, how much, how many lots are in each phase or each subdivision. Right. So, but they kind of know prior then, right? So say yeah. you, right now you're just building a two phase subdivision. They've got already phase, phase four ready to bigger. go. Yeah. Yeah. Fa- yeah. Phase one's the biggest because well, let's face it, shit rolls downhill. So yeah. guys in phase four, unless they have a, an alternative outlet to stuff, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like manholes are way steep in the ground to, I've seen them 11 meters in the ground. You know what I mean? Deepest trench I've ever dug, put sanitary main in. A sanitary line was uh, 17 meters. That's a big hole. Yeah, that's a big there hole. were three excavators swinging in that hole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. That was, that was a big to-do. Took them all summer to dig that trench across a small road. It's yeah, crazy. anyway, I didn't know if you guys had that. Everything yeah, was oversized. That's, but anyway, That's yeah. all figured out by yeah. the by the ring. But yeah, population, way higher. Yeah. We have pretty On sure the, the highest taxes. In Canada, if I'm not mistaken, probably the correct world. me if there's one that's higher, but I don't think so. Probably in the world, yeah. Ontario is <laughs> the highest tax people, and on the planet, we get the least out of it. Yeah, I mean, at least we're not in Japan where they got stacked cots, and that's your yeah. three hundred or three thousand dollars a month apartment, and it's basically a cot. And I'd just buy an outfitter tent. I don't think there's enough real estate to pop that <laughs> thing up in Japan, brother. Like, she's either concrete or sky rises yeah. there. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess everyone's working in the city. I've never been to Japan. Probably won't ever go. Okay, so realistically on your Alberta trip, it's for family purpose. Yeah, it's for Do you wedding. think you'll get to hunt? Oh, I am I have been talking to a bunch Everyone. of people. Yeah. Trying to get the, uh, what do they call it, the adopt-a-hunter there or the. You're an adoptee. Yeah, or the, whatever they do, the uh, or a sponsored hunter. Yeah, yeah. It they, is uh, sponsored for them. Yeah, where they where I can get a license and I got to hunt with them or whatever. But one of my good buddies, Dan, he's been there for a bunch of years. Another guy that uh, SNR Outdoors, Travis. Yeah. He just went out there. It looks like this he's got spring. a cool shack out Yeah, there. he's got a pretty cool setup going on out there. So I'm gonna contact him too and be like, "Yo, what's going on?" But I'm not sure if he is eligible to do that yet because he hasn't been there long enough. Yeah, I'm sure you need so, some form of residency. Before. Yeah, but I mean, I've, I've been talking to a few other people on the mm-hmm. gram there. And, I gotta figure it out. If not, I'm definitely bringing the phone scope and the spotting scope, and I'm gonna get some deadly footage. Yeah, I'll go for. A, I'll I'll get this map. There's no will, lack of. And I will do some calling. I'll be like, Yo, I want to go take some pictures. You know what I mean? Take the take the yeah. Lumix with me and try to get some cool content because I'm going up. Basically, almost a week before the wedding. When are you going up? I'm leaving on the 27th of September. Right in the middle of the sheep season, you just gotta go a little further. Just gotta go a little further to the west. Yeah, just gotta get up top. Yeah, Yeah. put put those put the Lumix on its max reach for the lens, and you'll see them. Don't think I'm gonna hike this this frame (laughs) up a mountain just yet. That frame will not come down looking the same. No. Have you ever been out west? I have been. I have a great aunt that lives in Medicine Hat. I've been to her place. That's as far as west I've I've hiked it myself. So, it's a good place. Oh yeah. I mean, Lots to offer for back. the outdoors. That's the scary part. Yeah. Me and the wife out there, just ourselves, we're going to have to Oh, no off. kids are going? No. Oh. Kids are staying home. Nice. That'll be good for you guys. Oh, yeah. You, you guys need that. Yeah, we haven't been anywhere no. since the four kids together. So. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So. So there's that, there's possibility. That's good. Oh, yeah. I like to hear that. And, like, her sister's going to be out there with her boyfriend. So if they want to go to see, like, Lake Louise or something like that. Yeah. See later. It's a good whatever, time. Whatever that one they're doing. And I'm just want to go. Take your worms with you, cause 
you be hiking in shorts one minute and then it just starts snowing and you're like, what the heck? Yeah, I told her that. Like, it's it happens all yeah. the time. I mean, I know I was up on a peak, but like, don't matter. Like, we had a foot and a half of snow in the middle of August. Yeah. Everyone here is sweating in 35 degrees still. Uh-huh. It's weird. Like, but you don't have to be that high to see snow. No, you get those Chinooks pop off all yeah. the time. And like, I remember I've seen them have snow in September, big snowstorm hit Edmonton, Calgary. Like we're going to Calgary. So yeah. So if anybody's listening and they're from Calgary, you're looking for a couple good days with a funny redneck. Come on. Terrible. Yeah. I'm a coming. <laughs> you know, what's funny is, uh, anytime that like, so when I went out there and, and guided those guys, the first thing they'd ask me, they go, is Ontario literally like letter Kenny? <laughs> I was just like, I mean, there's a lot of similarities for sure. I mean, not everyone's like that, but yeah. It's funny. Is it like letter Kenny? Just one town. Let's oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> Had to keep them going a little bit, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. That was funny. Absolutely. Boys Lead them on. Thing. Them <laughs> they, don't, they got no idea. Zero. Just ranchers. and Just ranchers, yeah. Ranchers and guiding. It's, what a life. It's a good life. I'd like to experience it. But. One time. One time Just experience. One time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. so, and then you come back when? Um, so, I'm taking time off. I'm going to take work off 27th to October 4th. So, I told the old lady we're flying home on the 2nd. Does that does that bring you out to like a weekend? Because, like, it'd be no, that's, that's, uh, that's a Tuesday to Tuesday. So, I'm going to take the Monday, Tuesday yeah. off as well. Because uh, my Brian buddy that was just out there, he was at a wedding in BC. And he took one of them cheap flights, whether it was Swoop or Flare Air or whoever it was. Bought his tickets and his return. Gets to the airport and they go, oh, flight's canceled. He'd be back at work the next morning. And they said, you can wait till tomorrow at 9 p.m. our time to fly home or your SOL. Cost him an extra $1,500 right oh, then and there just brutal. to get home. I think Because he had this... to go and buy another ticket with an airline that was leaving and wait four more hours yeah to sit there and then it flew to toronto and he had to get a checker limousine from toronto back to the london airport to get into his truck so he could drive home that's crazy isn't that crazy so what a mess this stuff it's just it's just ridiculous so like had the argument at least 15 times with the wife and the sister in law about uh you want to fly home right after the day after a wedding? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, oh, you're going to be hung. I'm a professional. This guy doesn't get hung over. I'll give you know it to you. I mean? like, if there's a guy that can operate, like, hung <laughs> yeah, titties, it. it's you. <laughs> yeah, you've seen it. <laughs> I've never seen a guy that has stumbled out of the house. Okay, we're going fishing. i got to put this image for, for everyone. We're going fishing. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. This guy comes out of the house. It, it's summer. It's like... What, well, it was August long, or was it July? Oh, no, it was a July. It was the first time you went to Lake Oil. Yeah. And, One of uh, the first times, anyways. It's summer. You come out in jeans, tucked into your cowboy boots, glasses on. Everyone's got a cooler ready to go. You got nothing but the shirt on your back and your cowboy boots. <laughs> Barely put a sentence together. Don't know what you said coming out of the door, but you yeah. got in the truck and just, just a puddle. For the drive, yeah. get on the boat, and it just you're you're rigging everything up. Yeah, it, it was hilarious. Yeah. I'd say your performance hungover is bar none. Yeah, it's it's uh, well honed. Yes, it honed, is. Honed years of <laughs> years of experience. <laughs> years of experience. Yeah, exactly. Well, you should just take the next like 
few days off until the 10th, and then you can just hunt. When well, you get see, back. that's why I figured if if I uh, if I flew home on the second, I mean, wedding's on the first. Yeah. So you're shutting her down by. I don't know what the r- rules are out there, but you're shutting her down by 1 a.m. It's not like we're going back to the brother-in-law's shack to party with them. Yeah. No, no. That's their wedding night. Yeah, they're you know getting I mean? hitched. Like, yeah, they're MIA for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I am, like, wherever I'm staying <laughs> at that point in time, it's probably going to be a hotel or whatever. I'm back to the room. I'm only taking a backpack of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need a lot of stuff for a couple, five, six days. Which, you know what I mean? And then straight... Straight to the airport. Yeah. Like, no no driving around, seeing people. That's going to be all done before the wedding. Sunday, on the plane, home. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I'm doing this because if I roll in there Sunday and they say that flight's canceled, next flight's tomorrow morning at Well, yeah, you don't want to screw yourself for that okay. given everything I'm going giving on. myself time that I'm going to take, give them the benefit of the doubt that I am not going to get canceled twice. Mm-hmm. And if it happens twice... And I end up flying out on Tuesday, so be it. I don't have to be back to work till Wednesday. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I am not dropping, which would cost me three grand for the wife and I both to get back. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? There's like, no way. At least my buddy it was just him himself. Yeah, you know what I mean? To buy a last minute. Still, ticket. it's crap nonetheless. Like you don't. Yeah, like you're, you're. You can avoid the situation potentially. Yeah, so eleven hundred dollar plane ticket plus a, and then you're not flying back to the airport that. You took off from so yeah. none of your stuff's there. Like, and like they want to they want to fly out of Toronto. I told her I said I will pay an extra three hundred dollars per flight return to fly out of London all yeah, day long. Absolutely, like, I think it's so worth close it. Close to home, I do not I do not care. Like My who, grand- did you, who did you fly out west with last year when you went guiding? Same WestJet. WestJet. WestJet right out of London, right to uh, actually no, uh, I was able to get right out there. Uh, it was a direct flight. It was a direct flight. Uh, the the only one that I had to get on was um, uh, where where did I jump off? I don't even remember. I think you flew to Calgary too, didn't you? Yeah, I went to Calgary Ca- or Edmonton. No, I went to Calgary. I was gonna go to Edmonton. Uh, I ended up going to Calgary. Yeah, that's right. I did go. Uh, and then I hopped from Calgary to um, I don't even remember, but that plane that plane didn't hold you didn't like thirty to people. You Toronto from London? Nope. No, it's no bypass that. Yep. Yeah. And it was a small, it was a small WestJet plane, going there, but I don't know. To me, it saves even if you go from, uh, from London to Toronto, that just that saves the headache of you've got driving. Gas is almost two bucks a liter. You've got parking because it's just you guys going, so you're not going to take a limo there. Someone's probably not going to drive you there. I'm sure the old man would drive me to Toronto for. So then, even bucks. still, he's got his fuel there, fuel home, time. He's got five hours, give yep. or take, on the road, and then. Like, he's got to come back and get you guys, or... You know what I mean? Like, it, it makes so much sense. I have no problem spending an extra day's wages on ease. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but um, they, they don't think about these things. Like It, it makes so much sense. And I, I just... I, I just started biting my tongue, and I'm just gonna... I'll tell you right you, now... You guys go through the jungle, this guy, if you want to do that, like, I'll even tell the wife, like, if, if that's what you want to do, see you later. I'll be at home two days before you. Bye-bye. The Calgary airport has the most flight cancellations in all of Canada. I believe it. The highest. Yeah. And every time, so me and Steve, we worked out there in, in Red Deer a little bit. Every flight, there was a cancellation coming back or some form of setback. Yep. 
right, delayed. Coming uh, on my way out there, I had to get a cab uh, once I had got off the second plane to the hotel before we ended up going out to the bush or to the farm rather because those guys were all passed out. Flight was delayed. What a surprise. Every time, I don't know what it is about that airport, but if you're going there, yeah, Yeah, fair warning. Yeah, good luck. Good luck coming home. Usually there seems to be okay. Yeah, they don't mind people landing. Yeah, it's leaving. leaving. I mean, I'll I'll drive to Edmonton and fly home from Edmonton. Edmonton is supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, like. And if you do have to make, you know, there's that drive. What is it, like four hours between or something? I think it's four and a half or five hours. hours. Yeah. Good time to be spotting muleys. Yeah. Oh, you'll see something. (laughs) For weddings and, yeah. I'll have to find out with my buddy Dan Ogle. We're uh, we're gonna go stay with them for the first couple of days. I haven't seen him in probably three or four years, so that'd be cool. Yeah, they got two kids of their own now, so the wife and I slip in, see Dan Steph, check it out. They got a sweet little spot. I'll so. never forget when me and Steve were out there the first time. So there's uh, like where we built the bus station. There's a McDonald's, and like you kind of just go back in this industrial area. So you know when you're like back on. Um, like white oak road when you get into the industrial area here yep. in london exact same thing except there's a mcdonald's at the corner so you it's a four-way you turn right right at that corner there so you can see mcdonald's starbucks all the little the little shopping center and then go back into the, like their industrial area three muleys right at the corner there right at the stop sign it was like that is so cool to see that was the first time i'd ever seen a muley. go and get themselves some chicken nugget and fries yeah exactly <laughs> that or they probably feed better out there but I remember it was just before I started high school the last time I was out there and seeing speed goats, mule deer. That'd be cool. Seeing a few whiteies, but yeah, it's crazy. So off season prep, what are, uh, like, obviously we're both, we're busy as shit right now, but what, um, what are you doing right now? Uh, last weekend I actually got out and I got up, I got three or two more cell cameras up, tried for a third, but them stupid tacticam lock boxes for the reveal x's good lord are they ignorant like i mean needs a better system eh it just it just what like the only way i can see it functioning properly is if you take an angle grinder and cut everything that sticks off the back of the box of the camera so they just don't sit nice along the tree? No. So the problem is is that you got, like, on the back of the camera, you got the little Vs that every mm-hmm. camera have. Well, they got these pegs that stick out on top and bottom, and then one of the pegs is also on the snap for keeping the door shut to save all your electronics. And then there's a hole for your to put a, put a uh, snake lock on. Right. You know what I yep. mean? Yeah. And so all this stuff sticks through the back of the box. And then you try to put the box, and then the, the camera, it's so tight for the camera to fit in the box. There's no, this one doesn't have a screw in the bottom to hold it in place. Now you can't put the camera onto the tree because you can't get no, the screws won't reach the tree or. So other than that one peg, do any of the other pegs serve a purpose? The four pegs serve a purpose. And then also the, uh, the little hoops for your strap, if you're just a strap, the thing on so me and uh wilson we got uh, we got something we're macgyvering something there at the old machine shop and i'm just gonna start welding the stuff right to the box and it's gonna be painless after that but good to get to there like i, I brought little i brought these little um stakes out there with me like wooden stakes 
almost had it on, but you just couldn't get a, couldn't get the thing on because they stopped in. I forgot a knife. I forgot a knife so I could whittle a little bit of wood off. If I could have whittled some wood off and narrowed up <clears> one piece <throat> or made a notch in it, it would be flawless. Yeah. So I know what I got to do. Now we just got to make a small piece of metal that makes it hang off the tree three quarters of an inch. That is all. Yeah. And it should be good to go. But I mean, I've been wrong before, and. We stood at one camera trying to hang it for almost 35, 40 minutes. Yeah. Just getting mocked by mosquitoes. Like No, that is not worth it. I will not so be doing that. I ended up just, I left that camera just strapped to the tree. I never even put a lockbox on it. I mean, it's at, the, it's at the place I call the deer farm, so it's safe. I'm not worried about it, right? Yeah. Knock on wood. But, uh, yeah, so it's taken pictures. I've seen two deer so far. But I had a I had a mineral there that I put out uh, turkey season. I dropped that mineral down in there, and it got mocked. I went and picked up my one camera from that was behind the food plot on a mineral, and it's been getting mocked. But of course the uh, the uh, what's it called the um, the card filled up like May fourteenth. Oh nice or something like that. So I, I missed that. an entire entire growing season i had a couple bucks was so i had some golf balls in the head that was that so other than that going through trail camera photos i pulled one the other day that camera that i found oh yeah the one you left all winter eh Whoops. yeah I, I forgot like i'm looking for this thing right i went out to the farm close here and uh where i usually put the cameras i'm just like okay it should be here well it's not here i'm like where did i put this camera so <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I, I got to check the other property. It wasn't out at one of the public spots that I'm at. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know where this thing is. Get to Glamour. Well, it's there. It's on the tree. I'm like, this thing's been here for months. I went through 3,000 photos yesterday. When I did the, the, the card change the last time, it was uh, it was the tail end of – or no, it was the beginning of January. I was trying to see who was still there, who made the season. Yeah, doing an inventory on bucks. Doing an inventory on bucks and seeing uh, who had antlers, who didn't. Well, my target buck, he had antlers, and so did two others. Well, when I did the card pull, the day after, the three of them showed up. Not one of them had antlers. Sucking. Bleeding on the top of their head. That's how I know. Like, it's Sucking. I can distinguish the photo. Probably laying on the hill beside and some other joker found do you think, them. I, yeah, do you think I could find these antlers? I mean, I didn't really invest much time into it this year other than the one here, but... I, I got to go and spend time in there. That or they're, yeah, guys farming, like, the fields. They picked them up because you would have seen them. Yeah, you would have to. I, I was, like, blown away. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, oh, I, I, all I want is that guy's antlers. Man, I I am not I'm not a shed-finding guru by any. Like, no, me. I, I find terrible. these guppies, like, you can't eat. They're not even big enough to make a knife handle. I'm actually, like, the top. Apart, right? I'm, I'm number one rated worst shed hunter. Oh, buddy. I, you I, and I are battling for that belt. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Like I'm terrible. Hundred percent. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if I'm blind. I don't know. Uh, so but like I mean, I find all kinds of little ones. Just never. Uh, maybe it's just I don't have any big guys winning around. Like I'm gonna try. So Bomar, he's been posting lots on like his shed hunting, especially last se- or like this season. Yeah. So he said to go out on a raining day. Not, oh yeah, they glow in the dark. I know like, that. So this year I went out in the pouring rain. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I. One of the dumbest things I've ever done. Like, oh, this didn't sucks. you find that match set? Yeah, that like five minutes. Yeah. 25 minutes, I had both of those two antlers and didn't find nothing for another two hours. Yeah. 
So, I don't know. You just got you just got to have that spot where they, you got to do your scouting and drive around in glass where you see 30, 40 deer in a field, and they're there every night. Yeah. They're yarded into that spot. That's where you go start looking. Mm-hmm. You start watching for, if you can get permission, if you haven't got permission already, go get permission. Nobody hates a trespasser. Yeah. Nobody can get mad at you if somebody's hunting that property and the landowner gave you permission to go in and look for sheds and yeah. you found somebody's number one sheds. I'm sorry, but I had permission. Yeah. I didn't know you hunted there. I seen a bunch of deer in the field. Yeah. I rapped on a door, which would be a lot easier in Alberta than it is in Ontario. And we could just wander in there and just stack up the bone. Like, you watch the, the hush guys. Like, they go they go to these canyons and you sit there and you just glasses south facing canyon and those guys spy out probably five to ten sheds before they go walking through mm-hmm. and then they just zigzag through the hill they kind of got an idea where they might pick at. one or two more up along the way absolutely yeah. find a couple that they never seen right but hey, it is what it is but do you have that connection like me and you just for example we don't know each other right you're hunting the property i see i hunt the neighboring property i see that there's a, a buck there he's shedding his antlers I go knock, grab permission. I don't know that you hunt there. I go and grab those. Do you have that connection? Are you like so distraught that someone had gotten those sheds? No, no. See, I, I don't. I don't give a shit. No, personally. I mean, because the way I look at it, oh, you can have the sheds all you want, brother, because right. his shoulder is gonna be on my wall. Yeah, there you go. That's like, the way I look at it. I'm like, that's I, how I, I like. I like finding it. sheds when they're still attached, <laughs> yeah. with 200 pounds yeah. of deliciousness attached to it as well, right? Like, have you ever had a buck uh, like shot late season uh, and? one of the antlers came off so get this back in the day before you were out of diapers <laughs> we could have when we had six antlerless tags in 91 like for you could get up to six tags yeah so you could use them all for the control i believe it was all for the controlled and i could have two antlerless tags for archery only december 31st me and my old man were sitting at the deer farm we're sitting there and i just went in like, I, I never ventured real deep into the deer farm. Like, it was, we were new to this spot, but we always seen deer running across where that finger is. You know the finger I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. You always see, you could drive, make the turn on that road, and you'd see 15 deer run across or 20 deer running out, and there was just deer everywhere. That's why we nicknamed it the deer farm. Yeah. So I would always sit in that finger. I had, like, three stands in that little finger, like, just for different winds, and, like, it was incredible. And then you, like... So it was the morning of the 31st. I'm sitting there. I had, uh, did I have a buck tag? No, I had shot a buck. I had sh- I'd shot a buck in the control. So I had, uh, I had two, um, I had two, two antlerless tags for archery. Yeah. And, um, it was, uh, it was like 8.30 in the morning something like that and here comes a deer like right down on the ground not in a stand i was on a ground on the ground here comes this deer running straight down the trail and i mean i got drawn right back this thing stopped at 11 yards seen me but like full frontal like i'm full draw full frontal i'm just like oh you're gone drove this thing like it spun around and it you know how um you know how some of those manure spreaders look where they just drop down through the P-trap and they got the flat cap and it just yeah. sprays just from the, this thing turned around and like its jaw just dropped, it turned around and it was just 
it just did that there was a five foot wide path of red for about 12 yards before it took a nose nose dive into the snow and that was that game over got up to it thought it was a doe it was a shed buck oh already shed yeah gone like dry dried blood yeah. they weren't bloody bloody wouldn't have been huge like maybe you would have had peds like that velvet deer behind you yeah but i never i never seen that when he was bouncing towards me you know what i mean it's just yeah yeah big body deer bouncing no fawn behind it that's a mature doe yeah slammed it it ended up being a shed buck cool and then uh i walked out to the edge of the bush my old man was sitting across from the finger on the edge of the bush give him the fist pump he got up slouched his way over there we're standing there we're looking at that i had my bow because i was shooting compound he's shooting he shoots a crossbow because well because he's the old man right and uh for some reason he set his crossbow down like 12 yards away you know what i mean 12 yards away from the deer and then we're standing there talking kind of giggling and laughing and we're like yeah right on he's hot we're high-fiving he's congratulating me and uh we look up there's like 12 more deer standing there 25 yards away looking at us they're like what the hell are these guys doing his bow's on the ground his bow's 12 yards away leaning against a tree you know what i mean it's still a cocked arrow in it because yeah. it's legal hunting time my bow doesn't have an arrow in it at all it's just laying in the snow beside me well I start reaching my arm down for it. They all flag up and bounce back in. I go, I go, no doubt. So I tell the old man, I'm just like, you just walk another 15 yards that way, hang out right there. I picked up my bow. I walked around the whole outside of that bush. The wind was perfect for it. And I wind bumped them. They all ran right back to my dad, stopped. He pegged one at 15 yards. Another fat doe. Drilled her right in the heart. Wham! With the Excalibur. Unreal, man. And then we called called my buddy Jer from Belmont and his other buddy. They were actually hunting the property that I hunt south of Elmer that day. They drove out. We went and did some more wind bumping. He killed three more deer. Because they all had additional tags, too. It was unreal. We're, my dad's little poor Dodge Dakota, the only pickup truck we had, had five deer stacked up in the back of this <laughs> we got we got work to do like yeah. we got to cut these stupid things up now like yeah. oh what, me- memorable like never forget a day like that right yeah, like yeah. and we're, we're home by before noon hour yeah before noon hour there's just great, just huh? a stack of steaks in the back of this talking about grocery shopping like <laughs> yeah that was that was a good time and that that was the glory days of the of the deer farm like when you would see 25 deer a night like all the week before i was in that finger i was down to three arrows i had lost almost a dozen arrows just just rifling you can't find them they fall go in the snow right it's gone it's yeah. gone is what it is but yeah those were the glory days of ontario deer hunting when we had lots of deer different now lots different even a lot less you, tags when i started in. you you can go weeks without seeing one in there now yeah unless you know what you're doing but man i could talk to some people still and they're like yeah, like, we, we seen a doe the other night, and I'm like, actually, who did I just, maybe I won't mention their name, but. Yeah, don't mention they, names. They, they did say, like, yeah, we seen a doe, and I'm just like, you seen a doe? I'm like, that's it. 
what else did you see kind yeah. of thing because i mean for me if, if i don't see 10 deer at you know a certain property not not all of them are like that don't get me wrong but no some of them if i don't see that many deer i'm something's wrong i probably smell like shit or i've done something something wrong. screwed up yeah, yeah you're, you're doing something you, you miscalculated something and yeah 100 percent. or they're just not they're not uh coming out to see you that time right so yeah. well, it is what it is but that's what i was like at the deer farm like it was unreal and we used to line up there used to be three of us lined up across the back of that finger and they just come out here comes the herd we'd all be waiting <laughs> yeah. and they just single file up and we'd be too far apart and then we can't shoot at each other because and then he goes Weep, into the finger beside between two of us yeah or they just run right around us and or they'd stay out at 80 yards until it was dark and blow at us and run around they knew what they were doing oh, yeah, for sure way smarter than they we were know. then they didn't care but yeah seen some big deer there were some giants there still are some giants running around mm-hmm. just like the giant that's on the trail camera there good looking deer not at that same property but no no the other one he, he yeah. looks good too yeah yeah there's a well, there's a few of yeah. the other properties too yeah but yeah so it, it'll be an ex- exciting season i hope anyway I'm, I'm hoping so it was a little bit dry for me like didn't most i didn't see anything in the few days i had to do the controlled hunt like didn't see anything like what, what was that yeah about? last year was a little bit slow like that was weird yeah, like usually I, I mean i guess i walked in opening night and i had that had those couple does there in the food plot which the food plot is another sore subject of how sucking that thing's doing right now but yeah it's uh it was a slow year in the gun hunt for our group i mean it was basically just wilson and i too like nobody else applied it was just just ended up being a bad year so well at least we're all kind of all kind of in the same boat for this year let's we'll, we'll make a quick turn of events for next year starting spring hope so right like you know hopefully we do good with our moose draw this year we are kind of we had ruled out pretty much like you know if we're going to take a year off it's going to be this year you're doing your thing i'm doing mine next year i hope we're doing archery for, for moose again i would if i have a place that um i know the area well right because it, we would have to go to the same area for me to go with a bow for the way we dove into that place that that was a tough hunt to begin with i think so i don't know that i've been archery hunting for moose and i wouldn't dive into that with a bow given the opportunity with that level of difficulty i would prefer to have that you know opportunity at 300 yards i hear you right i totally understand going to a known place absolutely i would love to go for another archery moose I'm, I'm just i'm just thinking because like they bumped they bumped the uh now the rifle season so far back that area you know I mean? guys were like we had heard archery was insane that's what they said yeah well i mean given the sign correct me if i'm wrong here but the sign there was, it was pretty, unreal it was pretty incredible like yeah you're right if we had been there for archery i think we would have had a hell of a time yeah i mean we did anyway but oh it was it was definitely a good time, but yeah, it's you know what th- this is our year to figure it out. I'm just like my, my old man. He's he's in a. Uh, but how long have they been going to that same spot? Long, long time. They, like they, they, so, it's a well-known area. Yeah, they, they've got a good yep. parameter on what's going on. Yep, we 100%. do not. And hundred percent. So what, what's their? I love that thing. I do, but I know the struggle. But you know what? I guess at the same time, like it's not as far. So for me. Driving 23 hours to do that and come home empty-handed, it's tough. You leave family for 12 days. You take off work. You're not paid. 
there's a lot of things that really don't go in your favor that I would rather go against when I, I know I can control it. Yeah, but, I mean, to a certain degree. we were almost driving home empty-handed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we all, we all worked for it. And, oh, we did. And the thing I've never experienced, and you guys said you heard stuff, I've never heard a moose call back to me. Me and Adam, like, and that was Adam's first time moose hunting. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. The amount of times I still have never like, heard a bull. That? What's that? I've never heard a bull make a noise. It's pretty cool. You know what I mean? So, I think the same night I, see, I, I seen those wolves last year moose hunting. Might have been a real cow calling back. I don't know. I can't see there being a cow standing in the area where four wolves just came from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because that big joker that came down sat on the edge of the lake, why I didn't have a bull, uh, wolf tag in my pocket is beyond me, because that sucker would have been on my wall for You made sure. that mistake one time, right? I made it one time. I'll never see another one again, but I'll <laughs> never not have a wolf tag in you'll, my pocket. You'll see more again. I don't I'm know. telling you, man, as far as target-rich environment goes, I would say where we went was the least target-rich environment I've been to on moose hunting. Yeah, that's and why I, I don't. And I'm that's a little shocked at that. That's why I really don't want to go back there again. I was like very guy, shocked. Guys say, like, how awesome it was. I mean, and the, the other guys that we were talking to were saying, oh, this is the slowest year we've ever had. How do you know we're not, how do, you, how do we know they're not bullshitting us? Yeah. And we go up there and waste a tag and not not harvest it. Like, now now it's not a lottery. Now it's points. Now yeah. we're waiting for this. Like, yeah. when you pull a tag, you have to capitalize on it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it is... It, it hurts more now, I think, with the point system not filling that tag. Mm-hmm. Because on average, I think we are going to be, each hunter is going to be waiting at least six years, six years mm-hmm. before they pull another adult mm-hmm. tag. And which is which is good because it's getting away from the guys that had to wait 20, right? We both know guys that have waited that long. Sure, but those but guys, but all those guys, are they're, they're applying in Gravenhurst for 20 years yeah. because they want to hunt out their back door. It's not a whitetail hunt, boys. Like they don't, they don't want those moose numbers knocked down around there because, and there's also fifty thousand other people applying for those areas. That's why it takes you so long, yeah. even in the lottery, yeah, to do it. Now those guys that have been applying in Gravenhurst and stuff like that for so long and have all these points, you want a bull tag? Go somewhere else. You mm-hmm. will pull one. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Like. Uh, WMU 28. Where right? is that? So that'd be like Englehart area. Yeah, okay. Kirkland Lake, I think, goes up that far. Not exactly sure, but my buddy applied. He had 15 points, and they don't have an archery season. The draw, you can apply for archery, but you're applying for the same tag that the rifle guys are doing, and they pulled it from, it was like eight years ago, they changed the regs in that WMU. They went from like 150 bull tags down to like eight or nine. And he drew a bull tag this year, archery, because he applied archery. Because mm-hmm. nobody ever applied archery there for whatever reason. So you think about it, he's going he's gonna to go up there and basically have an entire WMU to himself yeah. that he's going to be moose hunting in. So, like, but he said the first thing was a six-inch antler on it. He's just going to slap an arrow at it. But I don't think he's pulled his bow back in eight years either. you know what let's let's yeah we'll we'll talk on that because we should have been recording before that was that yeah. was good conversation um 
this year I'm joining OFAH on this big advi- big game advisory committee thing. Yep, yep. So I'm gonna sit in on that and uh, like any input from. Thanks for the listening. email on that. Eh? I would have loved to join that too. You know what? It, it was honestly like I just thought a, it was spam. I thought it was a spam. Oh thing. really? Yeah. Just an OFAH. I don't really look at it too much unless I'm just renewing my card and then yeah, I'll see the receipt, whatever. So I got this email, seen it, whatever, click it, and it was kind of like apply now, and I was just like, well, that's kind of weird. Thought maybe it was a job. Sweet, I can get out of the trades. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I'm looking at this thing. I'm like reading it, reading it. So it struck my interest after I realized it wasn't a spam email. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, applied to it, but um, I will send you this email now because now you can join it the next time. It yeah. runs every year. So and you can get on different. There, there's a there's a small game. There's a big game. There's uh, there's dogs, there's, um, there's all kinds of categories for these committees. Like so many people join them. They only take, I think one or two from out of like the 16 or 18 people, I think applied maybe this year. And they put you into a category based on, you know, you send in like a, a little paragraph on you and sure they probably do their due diligence and look you up a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, so I got put in the big game advisory committee. So are you guaranteed in it next year as well? Like is yes, I do thing? believe that guarantees me a spot for next year. Like I don't need to reapply. Um, if I'm wrong and someone does listen to this, please just let me know that so I don't yeah. say that to everyone. <laughs> but yeah. um, it's very new to me. I would love to. I, I'm going to bring a lot of things to attention. But that that bull harvesting, mm-hmm. that's one because this is the the first topic coming up. Yeah. So anyone that has input. Send it over, and I'd be happy to talk about it at these committee meetings because I don't know everything, and people will, you know, have better insight maybe than I will. Yeah, there are. But with the size restriction, me and you were we're on the same page. There is a lot of way better, like way better managed jurisdictions across North America, like even in Canada, like BC for instance, BC, the Yukon, like even the resident hunters they have to wait for a proper animal in a lot of a lot of areas right like well it's, and, it's and not like ju- your and your non-residents guys that if you can get in there and not be guided like you have we are we are told as as outdoorsmen we have to identify our targets before we even think about pulling the trigger right mm-hmm. i mean maybe not so much for waterfowl guys like you got to figure out whether it's a duck or a goose and that's no, right. it's dr yeah. geese that are in season. You need to both, be competent. Yeah, when they when they're both in season, it's it's pew pew pew, right? Like, bang away, here we go. But like, you go to Alaska, if you go on a do-it-yourself hunt in Alaska, and you're a non-resident of Alaska, you have to make sure that it's a 50-inch bull and has three points on a, I believe it's a front. I think only one side have to have three or four points on a front. But and then we were talking about. Uh, last summer when you're up sheep hunting like yeah on a guys, sheep you have to have a minimum of eight grow rings I think on a horn i think there's six or seven pretty sure it's eight because i think one side was seven Maybe and a half BC. now th- they also have another where there's a certain amount of curl that it comes to it's yeah, got to be more full, than three full, quarter curls um bc's full curl or i know i know alaska's for sure and the yukon for a doll sheep, it has to be full curl. Yeah, different sheep or, as well. Uh, yeah, different sheep. Yeah, 100%. so full curl and minimum eight years old. But these rings, like you know, so when I first looked at it, they've got a million rings on there. 
but there's certain there's sections. you can see the sections. You can see the sections. Yeah. And and to to a new hunter, I would say, yeah, explain it as their sections. You can see the years of growth. Yeah. But those guys, like we were talking, have to gauge that. You know, if if that animal's like 1,200 yards away, which one of ours was, we had to figure out whether we were going to pursue that animal because it's not a hop, skip, and a jump away. Yeah. Even if it was worth another look. That's right. And and some of them. You know, on, on three different accounts, I know it took nights and days to get over. We had to peak a summit, yep. and we had to get over to the next climb. We almost had, we actually had to go over one, two to the second summit, and that's where we shot them. Yeah. But those guys are gauging that from that far away. I would have the argument all day long that you cannot distinguish what a 36 inch, close to 36 inch rack in Ontario, a moose rack, looks like. No, I, I would think that's totally reasonable. We have the moose. We we have great caliber of bull there, moose here. There are a lot of big moose here. Like I, I think they should start start the ball low. They just need to let the spikes sure, yeah, go. Sure, yeah. I'm just throwing start that ballpark. Ball, start the ball low, and it's not it's not a black and white thing. But I mean, say we would like you to shoot a minimum size bull of 40 inches mm-hmm. in Ontario with your bull tag with a rifle. Maybe d- knock it down a little bit with a bow. But they should really put it up a little bit with a bow because you're so much more close. Yeah, you can like you're see so that much closer than them. Like that, you're such tight quarters to bull hunt. But if you're rifle hunting, it should be a minimum of forty inches. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then if you shoot a bull and it ends up being thirty-four inches, well, you missed out on three inches per side at a, on a three hundred yard shot. Okay, nice bull. You're not gonna get charged or nothing, but almost do like a, a f- immediate moose reporting like what you had to do back in the day for the turkey hunt stuff maybe not immediate but before the like instead of waiting to like end of the season kind of thing like what they do for the um, mandatory reports they do they have now right but i think they should definitely have a minimum size and leave those goofy little things alone like them little, these little spikes. Let them grow up. Yeah, like hundred percent. Like what? What a moose mature out at? Like a mature moose is what nine years old? Like I think like so. that, that's gonna be like his peak, yeah. peak, peak size kind of thing. And he gets a little bigger from there and starts getting a little trashier after that. And then starts going downhill per se if they ever make it. That, yeah. you know what I mean? That far, but sh- shooting little guys, they ain't ever gonna do it. And like. No. Not putting down all the mom and pa groups that have been going up moose hunting for thirty five years, and they're up they're up there to fill their freezers. Mm-hmm. They really are. Like, and I I don't I don't despise that. I don't despise that at all. But should almost a- even like they so right now they have different point system for locals that are up there compared to us mm-hmm. being down here in southern Ontario for the province. And you've seen on social media as many times as I have. Some of the guys who are way up north are all butthurt about us guys. Like, I had a great conversation. It was more one-sided for me to him. Because he chirped me about how us southerners just pick and choose whichever WMU we want to go up north and hunt for moose. And it screws him out of his chance of pulling a tag. Move away. my, my, My first response, well, listen here, sweetheart. I pay more in taxes for my house than you probably pay for everything 
You know what I mean? I'm a part. I'm a member of society in this province as well. I have every right to be there. But that's that what I mean. Do. We're all in the same it's province. Crown land. They 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 exactly. equally have the same right. I'm sorry that exactly. we apply there and you are a resident there. Yeah. That would be no different than him getting in on a controlled hunt here and having zero permission because he realizes how many people hunt around here. Exactly. Yeah, and then he's struggling to look for. That's right. That's just, it, it goes both ways. It's just that it's not in his favor. So. Well, he wouldn't do that because. No. Of course not. These are the same guys that want to hunt in their back. Okay, so this this guy, let's say for instance, he lives in Wawa. Mm-hmm. He wants to only hunt in Wawa. There is a lot of moose around Wawa. There really is. You are. Yeah. I mean, remember all the signs? Yeah. Lots of signs. But this guy wants to hunt in Wawa and Wawa only. And, or, say, Perry Sound. This guy only wants to hunt in Perry Sound for moose. We know there's moose there. You've seen moose. Yeah. We see moose signs. Yeah. We have trail camera pictures of moose. I've seen a lot of moose there. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. Like, there's, and the moose sign and everything, like, everywhere. It's like, wow. I've seen more moose but, south than I have north. Exactly. Uh, in certain parts of the north. But like, I mean, I'm talking further, way past yeah. North Bay. But I've seen a lot of moose around yeah, North Bay. And exactly. Closer. Like, and it's it's crazy to think that someone is going to be that ignorant to somebody else who does a little bit of homework, reads an article or five, and makes a fairly educated decision exactly what we did last year. Mm-hmm. And look what happened. We went in. We, we were hoping that I would be the one to pull the tag because I had the most points. But we, we talked about it. We talked about it early, and we read all the stats we could, mm-hmm. and we figured this is our best chance. First choice, first draw. Yeah, bull moose. Yeah, right no, we made it happen. Let's do it. And then the next after that, then we were all looking like, what it take us? It took us two days or three days to find that intersection mm-hmm. of that road off the highway yeah. to turn into the yeah. bush. Yeah, it did. <laughs> and we're going on by a snap, a screenshot of a sn- of a off our phone. Because the reception was in and out. <coughs> Excuse me. And I mean, I could navigate no problem. Everyone just hurt me because yeah, I'm the only guy that can navigate. Well, I, I, I had zero problems navigating either. And I was just like, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, made our last phone call at the edge of the road before we headed into the bush. And it was perfect. Like, yeah. Shut the phone off, leaving the glove box in the truck, and keep going. Yeah. And that was awesome. I mean, the chicken hunting for me. I don't know. Incredible. I had a good time chicken hunting. I, well, I did all right. You guys, you guys in the big Ford sucking. Like, you guys couldn't find anything. You had to I mean, I the, found them. We just missed. Yeah, you, we you missed. guys, you had to get on the Can-Am to come out. I, and do I ran over hundreds of dollars worth of electronics. Sure you did. And me and you went out and banged out a whole bunch of chickens. Yeah, it was good time. Good time. I, I did beers. just fine. Yeah, it was. I do have a buck knife laying up in them woods somewhere still. <laughs> so we got to go back. Yeah, we gotta I, find I think I know where it is. I got, I got some Garmin glass. I got to go up there and get off the road yet. Oh, it's, those, that's all gravel now. But, yeah, it was uh, – <laughs> that's, no, that's I, what I think about the moose hunt. You know and what? They need, they need to get rid of calf hunting altogether. I would – 100%. Zero, no cow-calf tags. Like, well, I'm going up here for a cow-calf. Stay home. Yeah. Just stay home. So, t- to me, it's, it's people are and just And they should being... only be able to shoot dry cows, too. Like, Sorry. I think just, they should just one take the cow hunting off for an entire year. They should take two, the cow, they should really take cow hunting off for five, six, eight years. Calf completely gone. 
Yeah, no, because no more caps. I, I think people are think not you know they're neglecting to think that how does this affect years down the road? It's your future. But I, I really think people are too here now. I want it now. This is how we're gonna go do it, and that's it. Get five or six good generation of mature moose running around of both sex, so you have a crazy breeding population of moose, which we already pretty well have. I mean, you got to think of the vehicle collisions you're going to have too, which is... I mean, we've looked at the number of moose statistics for people harvested, tags they've handed out. Yeah. Okay, all this stuff is done by aerial uh, photography and surveying. Yep. They don't just hand out X amount of tags, say a thousand tags a year if there wasn't a thousand moose to be harvested. Yeah. There's a lot of moose. There is. But you got to do your homework... There and like anything, you could be successful, the, but the, like I think they could, if they put a, if they put a minimum size on bulls, they could cut back on cow tags because you still need to control cows. Yeah, they could cut back on cow tags, up bull tags, but less moose will be harvested in the first few years because people won't be meeting the minimums. I bet you in that say say you just put it at three years, in a three year time. I would, I, would I would call bet. five years because five years goes like that. Like, look at it. We, we've already we've already got results out. Yeah. Like it seems like yesterday I pulled the trigger on that bull. You know what I mean? And we've already got our, our unsuccessful results for this year. Yeah. A month ago. But it could just do so much good. Yeah. For years to come. Yeah. Like it, it's. It would be noticeably. Oh. It's, it's so different. You wouldn't. Like you, God, yeah. It, you wouldn't have to. You wouldn't have to do it for long. Like. I mean, look how long they got rid of the spring black bear hunt for. What was that, yeah. 15, 20 years? I think it was close you know to I mean? 15 years. And they had to bring it back. Why? Because there was bears in northern Toronto walking through schoolyards. And now what? Man, we got bears down here. Yeah. Right? And Just north of Britton Bryce's house. Yeah. They come which in, is only 10 minutes from here. Yeah, they come all the time. No, because they are moving around and they are overpopulated. We're running into their lots. Yeah. Okay? Where we want to build, where they reside, and they're coming where the areas that they would have resided in. Yep. And yeah, there's so many more of them. Yeah, yep. we're seeing a lot more. Well, of course, a lot you are. Of if you're going to move into their woods, Toronto and bombing north because now nobody goes to work. Now everybody works from home because of this pandemic that happened. My favorite is the people are buying cottages <coughs> in the bush like that, and they you know, live fifty in a, acres where we go. Where we go bear hunting? Yeah, there is at least eight new cottages built on that road on the way back. Really? Not a word of a lie, buddy. Wow. When I was up there this spring. That, remember that one lot with the steel building down on the left side? Yeah. And then it got the nothing but woods for a while on yeah. the right side? There's at least four right there. It's all clear cut and open. Wow. It's like 30 yards of trees, top of the hill. Well, don't complain when you down. don't want to see the bears coming in your backyard and bugging your lab. 100%. Ah, they don't have labs. There's you know what? No, no but you know what I mean. I'm just generalizing. Pomeranians or whatever they're called. Slipper where it walks. It's, it's guys with the dogs, yep. right? It's guys like me and you that are going up there baiting. And doing some homework and spending having a good time for the weekend. Yeah. The amount of money we spend on fuel up there. Yeah. And restaurants up the there. Club. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And so. and the money we give to conservation, like I just, uh, people just don't do research, man. No, they don't. People don't want to put the work in, right? Like, it's the grind, the grind of it. That's the of anything. Like putting, and I haven't done a lot of the grind for the whitetails, but putting the grind in to become successful putting the work in like we were last year moose season we were up every day bear season we were we were 
gone. We're out like, of it, man. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. Like, we were there, what, what was it, two weeks or three weeks before we went bear hunting? Yeah. Like, and the, the first year we went up there and did it ourselves and there set all those days. baits. We were there three days. We got there oh, Friday yeah, we night. We did say two weeks, didn't we? Yeah, we ended up yep. coming home on the Monday because she was a long Sunday. Yeah. Finishing the baits, getting all the bait in there. And yeah. to think of it, when I went up there this spring to help that other fellow that hunted our stands, we hit all those stands with the same amount of bait in one day, just two of us. Yeah, that's crazy. Unreal. Yeah. Just Well, I think of the way. last time, we pretty well had it figured. We had it figured. Right. We, we set them in the fall. We hunted in the spring. But I'm glad I went up there and did that this spring because now I know we need to bring bigger and more cables and re-cable every barrel. No, that's that's, that's good. Having that little bit of intel, we whether you went intel, or not. Like, we'll be searching next spring. We'll be searching for some roller barrels. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be searching for bait barrels. Yeah, like, those, those roller barrels are a hit. Aren't they? They love those things. Yeah, they do. So these roller barrels, they're just filled with usually 50 pounds of corn. And, well, you guys put more in. We, but put, we, hundred, we put 100 and... 150 they're 50 pound sacks right they're 70 pound sacks we put oh. three no we put two and he brought one more bag up for each bait that he went up to and he just spread it on the ground so we put uh 10 packets of jello powder in this roller barrel. that's the key right there right that's there. why you got jello powder or any powdered juice or powdered sugar that smells, it smells delicious. so far and then and then uh, 140 pounds of corn in that thing and these bears just batting around all day long just yeah. just mucking the corn great but at the one where uh chris shot his his bear there last last spring that roller barrel was three quarters of the way up the hill on the side (laughs) way out there (laughs) nice and all all the bait barrels were tore off that tree and they were all half sunk in the swamp i love it. 40 yards behind that tree you ever had someone chirp you for like the method of baiting bears oh yeah yeah all the time see set bait and wait yeah set bait and wait I am learning more and more, like, as I start exploring all kinds of hunting avenues, that until you do a work, like, I, I would gladly have anyone come up, and if you want to come up for the bait weekend, why not? you tell me your, if you got the same answer by the time we're done baiting bears. Exactly. And let me know how you feel. I mean, you, you can say what, what you want. All you, all you do is put a bunch of food in there and wait for the bear. Yeah, okay. All the other guy does is put six hounds out on it, and it runs up a tree. It's the bear's choice to come to the bait. It's the bear's flea mechanism to get away from the dog. Like, hound hunting is great. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. That's one it, that's opened it up to me. Is, is, but before, is, I was like, that that's not. It is a different type of excitement. One, not every dog will do it. And two, when you get to see the dog do it, everything you have somewhat trained or yeah, on a lot the, of dogs. The time you put into it. The instinct, like you said, yeah. that they have, they, they just figure it out. To that know and watch that is just, it's like me watching you just, you know, throwing all your ideas out and all your knowledge of learning how to fish. Yeah. Here, do this, do this, do this. Yeah. I got no idea how to fish for salmon, really. Yeah. Right? Here, do this, do this, do this. Boom. There goes lines. Fish on. Yeah. There goes the lines. Hello. Yeah. That meathead was right. It's, it's the same <laughs> yeah. in, in every, and I think we can uh everyone's just always bashing everyone for uh, so much shit as a as an outdoors and hunting community with all the heartache we already get from all these other organizations that seem to have a crazy amount of pull over everybody with across, little with, little to no knowledge with zero 
knowledge about anything. Yeah. Like, it, you, you shouldn't bash another outdoorsman for what they're doing because they're doing it the best they can do it. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's a lot of good ways to do it. There's, there, hey, I mean, I've been doing this a long time. There's a lot of people that have been doing it a lot less time that have shot a lot bigger and more deer, more bigger deer than I have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I can find them. I just don't have, really, I don't have the time because I'm so work-minded and career-driven that... Yeah, in different generations, that's... Yeah, I, you know, I, that, don't, that I, don't, that. I won't quit my job October 15th to deer hunt through and try to find another... <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, yeah. got, I got mouths I to feed underneath saying. me, right? That's if right. it was just me, I'd be chewing on a pine cone every day in a, in a tree stand, right? Yeah. Like, it don't matter. But. Yeah. But, like, it's just... Bow hunting wasn't a huge thing for me when I was younger. Like, my, like I think I said on one... As the other podcast I was on with you, uh, my first love for the outdoors was smashing wood bucks. Yeah. Like, couldn't wait. And for you it. used to be really big into waterfowl. Huge. I've heard quite Huge. a bit about it. Huge into waterfowl. Like, that's that's all I did, right? Like, yeah. I, I would, the decoys would never leave the back of the truck, and the shotgun was always in the back seat. And there was always a crate of ammo. Like, and I was, what I was doing at the, then for work, it was mint because four o'clock I was done and I'd go look for a field and nine times out of 10, I already had permission for it. Yeah. Set up and yeah. you catch that last flight coming back to roost. Right. That's <coughs> great. But, and then deer season, it was a, it was a treat. It was a one week treat. Yeah. And never, never take some time off of work. Yeah. Well, took time off of work, took time away from school. Like when I started, I was taking a week out of high school every year to go. Well, the old man had let me go day or two right like mm-hmm. but then eventually as i got a little older is i'll take them the whole week dad like yeah what am i gonna miss at school absolutely nothing yeah you know what i mean yeah absolutely nothing so that's what i did and it was great like it was really great so yeah then then bow hunting happened and the duck hunting just fell apart like it's just there's too much to it i, I think it's because i haven't mastered it is why i'm so driven towards it yeah you but know what i mean what what can you I, I i mean just if you look at guys like john dudley that guy is an olympic shooter you can say he's mastered his craft Absolutely. but he is always still learning something new he's learning 100%. ways to perfect him 100% whereas if you're not doing that as a living i don't know that you really can perfect it no and you i don't think anybody and and what is perfect what what is really perfect because if you're going to gauge it as a 200-inch deer, if you're going to gauge it as a 300-round uh, score for your bow, yep. sure, maybe that's perfect. If, if you're shooting that, you are shooting perfect. But if I you're would, not shooting a 200-inch deer, you're not perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you, One thing for anybody who's just getting into this whole game of the great outdoors here in Ontario, you can't compare what the guys on YouTube and TV are doing in it's Iowa. It's a killer. And the, it's a killer. And, like like just revel in what you're seeing just watch it just be like oh wow like it's awesome to see absolutely but realistically what we have in ontario is not that Mm -hmm. it really isn't so be proud of what you do be proud of what you harvest go Mm -hmm. have fun go learn something Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i seen what i see i seen i think i seen three mature bucks four mature bucks last season on hoof 
one not being in season, I was just going to check the camera. It was a muzzleloader season, and I could be in the bush. I went into the bush to, to grab a camera down because I knew nobody would be there hunting because, well, you can't discharge a firearm there. You can, but you can't. Like, there's a bylaw that says I can. Landowner doesn't really want me to. Says once in a while, whatever, but I just don't. Mm -hmm. So, but ran into number one. Yeah. Tending a doe. And, hello. It's like, I know where I'm going to be. The weekend before that week again. (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah. This year, right? So. (coughs) I like to dabble it in all, personally. Oh, yeah. I, I, I feel I just, me personally, I just beat myself up too much. Archery for me was huge the past several years. And I, like before I had met you, I was on this just like, I am archery only. I am the next John Dudley. That's just the way I envisioned it because I wanted to be perfect at it. Yeah. But then it was like when you showed me more of gun hunting, yeah. it's like, well, this is really cool. Yeah, you can be good different. at this too and still be good at that. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and then then you get even more into the fishing. I think maybe just before I started hanging out and talking with you, I've, I've always fished, but on a different scale. Yeah, you're you flipping know? for bass or whatever. And, and our walleye's like been at, yeah. insane these past couple of years, and it'll continue to be that way. Yeah. So, you know, the salmon thing, never done salmon. Yeah. Um, Never never done the hound hunting thing. That's cool. I absolutely yeah. fell in love with that since I adopted a dog. Yep. I, I'll carry that on for probably a little while. Yeah, why not? And, and my big game hunting, that's just – I don't know if I'd want to perfect something because I feel like I would miss out on so much else. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying, 100%. I, you like, know what, man? I haven't even got so much into waterfowl hunting. Like, my good buddy Marcello, he, like, when we started the podcast, he was like, I'm going to do all waterfowl stuff. He's just, he's a guru. He he knows that. You want to go on a good hunt, you go with that guy. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely love to grab him and him and Tim. There. Oh, I'd love to go dive it. into a blind and, like, just bring back old memories. Like, yeah. I usually get out two or three times a year, right? But like, that's one I didn't get to explore too much just because I had – this one, this one, and this one all going on, and now I still don't. Let's do her. Let's tell them. Let's, I've let's got some it. camo and a shotgun. I'm ready to go hunt. Let's, but let's, that's let's do it. an early season goose, and let's yeah. just fold some That'd be really fold cool. some birds. Because like Wilson, he's never killed a goose. Oh yeah. He's he thinks duck hunting is jumping in his stupid red canoe, and floating, down, <laughs> floating down the big otter, and getting a shot at like six ducks. Like when no. he come when he come to the uh, to the one spot in the river where I used to go all the time by my place. And we got some shooting at some stuff. He's like, whoa, I've never, I'm just like, I'm ready to fall asleep. Like, this is terrible. Like, <laughs> like I've had some great shooting when I was into this heavy duty. Like, I would find all the little flooded cornfields. I mean, we almost, me and my, me and Chris Dale, God rest his soul, we almost got in a fist fight at 4 o'clock in the morning. Because we were at this spot first, and an outfitter showed up to hunt this same wet hole in a cornfield with eight clients. And the two of us weren't winning against all of them. No. You know what I mean? So we went, go do what you got to do. And we went to the coffee shop, grabbed the coffee, came back. We parked right behind their truck, and we watched them. They had eight limits in 28 minutes packed up and gone inside of an hour that's crazy it was unreal man i mean talking we're walking through knee-deep snow 
going in. They broke up all the ice on the pond and it froze. We're st- it's a full standing cornfield. The water was like would have been above your belly button and your chest waders. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was just green heads just tipping in there. Just sailing in there, right? Yeah. They hunted it four times. Chris and I, we must have shot that little pocket of water at least 15 times. Because they would only be there Saturday mornings. Chris and I, we'd be there Tuesday night, Thursday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning. They were never there Sunday morning or Sunday night, whenever we had it. Yeah. It didn't matter. The one day we rolled in there, it was 11 o'clock in the morning. We set up. We were out of there by 1 o'clock with our count of geese and ducks. Mm-hmm. Like, there's an old picture on my phone, just just a tailgate, across the whole tailgate, just mallards and geese, and then my chocolate lab sitting in the middle behind it all. Like, it was just unreal. Yeah, it was that's a good cool. Time. Like, that was cool. And, like, I've been, I've been spitting a duck call for, since I was, shit, I would have been seven, seven years old when I started blowing on a duck call. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, never forgot. Yeah. Still got the first call I ever had. And I'll put it against any one of these $300 calls they yeah. got now. I'll spit just as good as you will, buddy. Yeah. Call just as many ducks. So. Yeah, that would be that would be a cool hunt. <coughs> we'll see if we can't set that up. That'd yeah, be that'd be fun. good. Well, talk to them. See what's up. So. Yeah. We'll uh, definitely see. L- lots more to come. Like, I mean, we're we're picking up now. It's the second week of August. Yeah. It'll start getting good here. It's crunch time. Cameras are really going to start yeah. coming around. Yeah, they are. I'm, uh, I ended up picking up a... Uh, a staff position with uh, with Scrape Fix. They're kind of affiliated with Tacticam, so I'm kind of hoping my ideas for the Tacticam lockbox that we touched on there a little earlier in this podcast could is could uh, some maybe gonna go somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make some emails, anyways. But cool. I'm really waiting. Have you ever have you ever seen the Scrape Fix stuff? No, there? only from the stuff that you've been posting. Yeah. So, so it's uh, I 13 years ago, or. And, or not 13 years ago, in 2013, in 2012, the season, those two seasons, I had bought some. It was called WinPro at the time. And it's a, uh, it's a powdered attractant for, for deer to do mock scrapes and stuff. They have, they have doe estrus, they have dominant buck, they had, uh, and they had wind, just a wind checker, right? They look like little rubber golf balls that have carabiners, you just hang them yeah. on your vest great setup yeah. you know what i mean and uh now they got a velvet uh, or a, a velvet scent to put on your licking branches and stuff like that oh yeah this stuff's crazy and like i i was i had looked for them for a few years again Nothing. didn't they something happened legally they couldn't they couldn't uh carry on the WinPro name anymore so it's now called scrape fix and it's awesome stuff i'm just waiting for it to show up hoping it gets here before september yeah well, I, I ordered it a long time ago stuff works incredible I mean, the Lucky Buck uh, mineral, that stuff takes off. That's like wildfire. Those deer love that stuff. Yeah. But I haven't found an attractant like uh, a licking branch. Like, uh, what was I using there last year? Black Widow. Branch butter. The branch butter? Yeah, that branch butter. 
they either come to it constantly or they don't touch it at all. There's no in between for that. So I think that's I think that's um, that's more so the spot. Think you know what I mean? I would I would put if they're not hitting my mock scrape, I'll move it to a natural scrape and I'll. Put that's the, I'd put it on natural scrape because I, would I put, thought that's the best spot for. I would put uh, branch butter on that, but like even these um, even the scrape fix stuff like come mid October, you start puffing that dominant buck powder and the uh, doe estrus on there like it's just looks like baby powder you just mm-hmm. you just puff on this and the, the, the scrape will be and it's reactivated by moisture it never goes it doesn't have a shelf life well that's what interests me because you know how we were talking about the, <coughs> uh, me. the, the the jello powder as well yeah so yeah, for the bear baits. for i want whatever we're gonna look into this but why does powder carry more then maybe uh, like a liquid or a gel or something like is there something that it gets washed out by? But the powder is intriguing because the powder seems to work so much better in so many ways. Well, you have a solid. So this is you have a solid grain of something, right? So it's like yeah. infused into that where you just pour liquid onto That's the right. ground. It's just gonna disperse it gets and rinse away and everything else. Like it, it, That's it, it. it doesn't actually like think of it this way. Think think of a sugar crystal. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what you do to that, that's always a sugar crystal, right? You, you lay it on the ground for two weeks. If you can pick that sugar crystal up and put it on your tongue, you're still going to taste sugar, right? Mm-hmm. Like, liquid, you pour it on the ground. It, one, it evaporates. Two, it soaks into the ground. But the dirt itself well, doesn't... Well, it dilutes be, as soon as something yeah, else hits the, it. the dirt itself doesn't actually become the product you put on the ground. It smells like it for a little while. Yeah, that's interesting away. stuff. You know what I mean? So, this stuff is just... It's powder, and now now it's like having a grain of sand down there that is infused with this stuff, and I don't know, does it dissolve? I'm sure it does, but it lasts for weeks. Like, I'll show you the, after we're done this podcast, I'll show you the video of a nice 10-pointer just absolutely mangling a tree branch on a mock scrape. There was no scrape there right. when I put this there. I made this scrape, and this thing was angry it was cool on the old mole tree scrape fix it was it's called scrape fix yeah check look forward out. to seeing that check them out that'd be cool yeah it's definitely some cool stuff so but that's the whitetail stuff can't wait it's coming month i know and a half. we're close month and a half gotta start shooting my bow gotta find my release Ooh. yeah i might want to get on one yeah it's just in, it's in the hunting room renovations yeah you know what it's like <laughs> You were in there trying to plumb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a rough go. It'll get fixed up. It's got to get fixed up here shortly. Oh, yeah. Big break going as soon as the drywall's on. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Which the drywall will be on, hopefully, just before I go out west. Yeah. That'd be good. As long as you keep setting those goals and, you know, it gives you something to reach for, right? Once it's once it's painting season, like, yeah. I got to get the bathroom downstairs done. And she's easy street after that. Mm-hmm. The bathroom and the upstairs ready for the kitchen. It's easy street after that. Yeah. Like, that's it. So. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, brother, we got the better side uh, just coming up to an hour and a half. I think we'll call it at that. Yeah, I think that was, that was a good time. There's lots I of mean, stuff we, covered. We, we can keep going. Oh, We man, can we, just do another one another day. We, yeah. Th- that's the best I'm way to put it. Working right there. Like, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But, yeah, like. Like we we could put on this for 
for hours, really, because you could just. Well, let's touch on one more thing just before you go. Let's How do you like your tactic camera view? What do you think? You picked up two earlier this yeah. summer here, uh, and uh, you were a uh, you had what uh, the spy points? Yeah, still have. Still have the there. spy points. Not not a fan. Not a fan of spy points. Not a. I mean, supposedly they've changed into. I believe it's called the flex. Yep. Um, and I think they've gone along the route of what Tacticam is doing. The, for, for starters, I mean, I'll show you this. Did you have one of these or not? Yep, I had one of those. Like, yeah. when you open this one, sure, it was the first micro uh, cell camera. Like, they went for cheap, which I understand, but they've got one button on here, an on and off button. Everything was controlled from the phone, and the issues that everyone was having as soon as it first came out was the app. It was not user-friendly. Yeah. And as soon as you open up the reveal, it's just got your buttons. It shows you the status of everything. So if your phone's not going off, you can see what the issue may be right there on the camera. Yep. That, to me, is a key feature because I'm not a super tech guy. So I like having that. If I can run a tactic game setup. That's right. I can, too. Anybody can. <laughs> I mean, if anybody who knows – anybody who doesn't know me, like, back in the day, there was this Burger King commercial. Guy, look at these small hands, and the guy's hanging onto the whopper. That's hilarious. I'm the opposite. <laughs> the opposite of that guy. You do not so, typing and stuff like that, it's not my forte. Punching, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Slapping people. I don't want to sell yeah, these I, guys I'm short in... either. Like, they've got some good products. They're higher end, but I'm, I'm just comparing to, like, the Reveal X, what I got. Simplicity wins is, a lot of times. And... Same price point. Yep. For this one, when it first came out to that one, that one that low. one's way more expensive now than the, is it? Than the These were yeah. one forty nine. Yeah, those are. I believe those ones are now almost two forty nine here in Canada. Anyways, they probably stayed the same price down in the states, but because of just inflation around here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything's. Yeah. You know, come pay forty percent more in Canada, hey. <laughs> i like it yeah the, the reveals are the way to go i was torn between that and the muddy but like after a few things you were saying from wilson's yeah wilson, I, I am happy like, i, now I he went has a with decoy the camera i'll say too the reveal like Tacticam's app um is so much more functioning like it's so fluid yeah especially if you run multi-cameras yeah like i got i got six on mine right now it's you go through and you can select one camera you can look at what's going on the battery the signal you can change the settings and how many photos that has, how close you need to change your battery life. Like that's yeah, tells you that, that card, says that to me. Card status, how full your card is, yeah. like yeah, 100%. 160 bucks for one camera includes your Tacticam reveal and a set of batteries. We'll get you out in the woods. Yeah, when they're on sale, they're one. When they're on sale, that's correct. They're yeah. 179 regular, but they're on sale. Seems like every other every yeah. other month or every month. At least for a week, they're on sale at Cabela's Canada. Oh, and I was going to tell you, actually, the other day. Cause so, I just did the um, – I don't usually leave my cell ca- or cameras out at all. That one was a fluke over the winter type deal. But um, – so, I usually do month to month. Um, I, but they actually have – what did I say? They You could pay for like three months or something like that yep. or six months. So, I did that for two cameras. Um, I only just set the other one up the other day, two days ago. And I've had the other one out for three weeks. They reimburse me for the time that I did not use that camera. Man. So that camera is actually only costing me, I think it was 25 bucks for the month for, we'll say, for the two of them. I think it went down to like 20 bucks even. So they took, they gave me back five bucks for the one camera. Like that's just 
they didn't take your money and just say, yeah, this is what you bought. That's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's they a little bit from me to them. I, yep. I, that w- I will buy more. Yeah. That's a, that's a big thing. Right that's there. huge. So if anybody's wondering, I paid, I run mine just about all year mm-hmm. and a couple of them did run all winter long and they were, a lot of them were in the woods all winter long because, well, I had a bright idea starting this home renovation three weeks before Christmas last year. Not bad. Anyways, I run the unlimited pro plan 12 months. And it is cheaper to buy the year. And it is cheaper to buy the year. Yeah. It ends up being like, I think, $12 a month mm-hmm. per camera. But your first camera is 120 for the year, and each camera is $60 or $65 for the year after that. So my six cameras, I'm at like 500 565 bucks. And my brother owns a couple of them, so we just split the tab, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's got, yep. he's logged into the same app. He's seeing all the same photos that I'm seeing. Like, we're not hunting against each other. We're hunting a lot of the same properties, yeah, and stuff. So it, it's nice, right? Like, so it's, for in my situation, I'm 250 bucks a year for my cell service on my trail cameras all year round, unlimited photos, and the batteries. If you put the lithium batteries in it, spend a little mo- bit of money, a little bit more money at the beginning of the year, if you can find them. Like, so on the one camera I put lithiums, the other one I'm just running an alkaline. Make sure you go on your app and change that. You can change what battery type you have in your I camera. Actually, I think it's I right in the settings. So the one I just that. put up was alkaline. But I want to see the difference. I had I had camera that was still ripping pictures that had been up since last August, July, on went all winter long froze out for a couple weeks and the extreme cold but it's still got 75 percent battery life so the one that i've had out for three weeks is just coming out we're at 2800 photos in three weeks and yes every day there is a there's there's literally almost 3,000 pictures of deer on there yeah there are a lot of the same deer sometimes but uh so that's taken that many pictures for three weeks i am still at 85 percent battery yeah those lithiums yeah which ones they're green and silver. Ener- uh, the Energizer ones. Oh, rechargeable lithium. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I just use the disposable. No, they're not rechargeable. Yeah, they're disposables. I just use the the blue and silver lith- lithium ions. Maybe they're not. The Energizers. Energizers. And I mean, they're incredible. I've had great are. luck with them. They're not cheap right now. They're not cheap at all. I actually, the I just went and picked up some Energizer Max. I figured, well, I'll just go change batteries a couple That's more what times. I just put in, yeah. So I got. 80 Energizer Max batteries sitting on the kick panel of my truck for when next time I got to go in and But if that seems like a up. high price tag to some people, just look at the cost of fuel. If you're driving a pickup truck and, you know, like I was saying, the one property I have yep. where you're hunting, that's an hour on the dot for me to drive. If you're so you're going to check your cameras every two weeks. That's right. It's not It's not a bad gig. Cell cameras cheaper. I mean, for, for another 65 bucks, you can get one of them sucky lock boxes. And try to finagle it to a tree. I think it'd just make you that much more effective, too. I don't want to dive too much into it because that's another topic. But, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, th- then you know what days to hunt. I got one property that's a through property. I know if there's a good buck there, I can get there. Yep. Now I don't have to be like, oh, I wonder if one of those guys would come back. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Always got eyes. I think there's a lot of pros. There are a lot of pros. Some people think that's cheating, too. Look at what, what was it, Arizona or Phoenix or whatever it was, where they just canceled all. 
Didn't uh, Iowa or Utah or somewhere also just put uh, you can't use cellular no, cameras? that wasn't Iowa because it was to everybody who's on. Maybe it was. It, it's, 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 there was it's, somewhere else recently it's, it's, that it's did down that. Some, they, they completely got rid of all trail cameras. Who did? One of the states. Okay, so that's what I'm thinking. Southwest of. side of things like down like Arizona, New Mexico or something like that. One of them no, states or something it. like that. No. Maybe maybe we'll have an American friend listening in and they can chime in on yeah. a comment. But make sure you follow me over at Heathen Outdoors too. And let me yeah. know what you think if you got anything, or if you follow me, not Cam, follow Cam. It's uh, yeah, definitely, you might wanna. Definitely, uh, we post some cool things from time to time. Sometimes, just yeah. not so much this year. <laughs> no, we will. As soon as October rolls around, we will. Yeah, it's Octo- fine. I mean, October third, I'm gonna slock me a 175 inch giant. <laughs> you know, I, I hope you do. That'd be cool. If I don't get a phone call, then I'll be pissed. Oh, I'll be calling you. Yeah. There's going to be a track job. I mean, like, oh, shoulder I actually called you oh. first when I shot that public land deer last year. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't believe this, because didn't we just get back from moose hunting? Yeah. Just, no, we just left. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, we just, because we just I shot the buck, then we went moose hunting, and then I came back and I shot another buck. Yeah. And that's when I was just like, this is unreal. I've been sitting here for 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Three and a half year old comes over, and I'm just like, hey, public land, sure, slock. Yeah, <laughs> you're done. Yeah. Yeah, that's your, cool. Then your deer hunting was over for the year. That was it, yeah. I don't know, no, I had one tag. Way. I had three because yeah. I bought additional for – Yeah, you bought you one know. at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and filled it at 4 o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> or whatever it was. I guess it that was, was fun, man. Last year was uh, a highlight was a good for good year me. for you. Yeah, that was a highlight of my life. Yeah, that was fun. good. Yeah. All right, buddy. We're done. Okay, yeah. And last but certainly not least, I want to thank my friends at Crimson Talon Broadhead's Deadly – lethal broadheads that are in my quiver for 2022 again thank you guys for the support i know that i can trust as my shot is placed properly that that critter is going to be going down as well as the guys at killing sticks arrows paired with my broadheads these things are flying unreal 70 yard groups out of my bow is makes me more than happy and more confident than ever to be going in the woods and chasing after whitetails, turkeys, and every other critter that I choose to pursue. And Canadian Tire Exeter. You guys are awesome. Brian, thank you. Kevin, you're incredible at the pro desk. Guys, if you need any hunting supplies and you're local and you're not touring anywhere else and you're, you're kind of worried about what stores might have things in stock, Canadian Tire Exeter, I'm telling you, They'll have it in stock. Giant selection of rifles, ammunition, and loads of hunting supplies. Go ahead and check Canadian Tire Exeter out. We'll see you guys next time.